Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So would he be your grandfather? Is your grandfather? My grandfather, yes. And it's my mum. An old black and white photo of a large Gujarati family dating back to 1922 and mother and son talking about the family, her family, the Ranchords, before they sailed to New Zealand shortly after this picture was taken. You know, everyone, you know, weren't speaking Māori at school, let alone another language like Gujarati, not even Hindi, just Gujarati. It wasn't even a thing. And so at times I felt like it was easier just to blend in with all of the white kids and it will will be so much easier for us. That's Matt Renata and his mother Hansa. She was born in Lower Hutt and Matt's father is Maori. Growing up in the 80s, Matt felt lost in limbo between his two cultures, belonging to neither. A sense of disconnection from Tikanga, Reo and his Gujarati side pretty much underscored his teenage years. Cut to 2023, things are very, very different for Matt now. I remember because every time there's Christmas or New Year's and I hang out with my Ranshod side of the family, I just quiz them like crazy. I always want to know and I ask them, can you bring out the passports? You know, I want to see the, they've got handwritten booklets where they took notes and photos. Can you please show me because I've just been so interested in our story. Welcome to Voices. I'm Kadambri Ragukumar. Connections between Maori and Indians in New Zealand go back many, many years. While Matt's family's story is one from more recent times, Indian and Maori intermarriage dates back to well over a century. And that's what today's Voices episode is about. Papa is my mother's father. Mm. So explain that to me again. That is your grandfather. grandfather. Yeah. And then that's... My mum. Matt's in his mid-thirties now. Both him and his wife studied indigenous theology and Matt works in youth development with a focus on Maori leadership. It's been a long journey to get here. Um, For so long I didn't care about identity and I'm about 18 years old and I'm confused in my identity. I'd never lent into my Maori heritage. I'd never really lent into my... Indian heritage and I'm in a very dark place and that was just for me a sense of my own um, lack of identity lack of belonging, sense of self-worth mum and dad were beautiful parents to us, they tried to do their best but really the lack of grounding in our identity allowed us to go into the world and not really understand our who we were, who we came from. sense of connection, who we were. A near-death experience his grandfather on his dad's side had pushed Matt towards exploring his Maori and Gujarati sides of the family. So I'd go and sit with mum. Mum, where are we from? Like in India, you know, and, and this was transformational for me. And my sense of belonging, identity, and my sense of purpose... 
And then that was when I started connecting with my siblings and started to share that with them. And I would say that changed the track that our family was walking down. So now to set the context, I actually know of Matt's family's story through an academic manuscript recently launched at an event in Auckland by the Ministry of Ethnic Communities. He attended proudly, sat at the front near the stage with his dreadlocks, Ponamu, and his wife, Rachel, by his side. The manuscript is in the form of a book written and researched by Professor Edwina Pio. It's called Aotearoa Bharat, Indian Maori. It explores the history of some of the early Indian connections with New Zealand and Maori especially, some dating back to pre-Tirithiye Waitangi times, before 1840. Edwina Pio is an emeritus professor at Auckland's AUT, author of several publications over the years documenting connections between Tangata Whenua and Tau Iwi, like Indians. This year, Edwina's life's work was recognised through the New Zealand Order of Merit. Indians are not really newcomers. They've been here for a long time. They've mixed and merged with the Tangata Whenua and uh, have been well accepted by uh, various iwi uh, across New Zealand. So I was quite keen to show that Indians are much more than uh, what people seem to think of them as owning a dairy and being only Patels or Gujaratis and occasionally Punjabis. But it's much more diverse than that. So that was really the impetus. But they needed each other. The Indians definitely needed the Maori to understand the land, to understand the soil, the crops, and to live with them because many of them had jumped ship or were left back if a ship was wrecked or, you know, um, they went back on another ship, the main people, and left a number of Indians back saying that they would come again when the ship was repaired. Uh, also, um, Indians as Laskars, uh, many were not treated so well on the ship. So they jumped ship and they felt that they had better treatment by Maori. On the other hand, so they learned about Kumara and they were able to, when various ships came, negotiate uh, prices uh, because they knew the language of both the people who owned the ships as well as Tirio. Uh, it was also interesting that they showed Maori how to attack the ships. Uh, during the monsoons, for example, the gunpowder would be wet, so that would be a good time, or how to dive uh, you know, into the water and cut the ropes of ships. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is, of course, up for people to decide. But the point is that they, the Maori found them useful and they found Maori useful. But because they were so, so few and far between, they merged, they wore the moko, they spoke the language. But we do have glimmers of their Indian ancestry by their names, by their ship records, and also, for example, coins that perhaps they carried with them and which were found later on. There was also intermarriage because these were men. And there's also the story, which is, I think, in my book, saying that uh, a Maori woman uh, thought when she saw the Indian man because of the skin color, uh, he must be Maori and he's forgotten his language. So she threw her cloak over him as protection so that he became tapu. And then he eventually married a Maori woman. Access to people's family history, all of that must be phenomenally challenging. How, how was that experience for you? 
that's very true, Kadambri. In fact, when I initially started this research, um, I remember talking to a number of Mari people, and they said to me, rubbish, Edwina, there's no Indian heritage. And I remember saying, well, uh, when you go back to your Marai, uh, listen to the Papa over there. And a number of them came back to me in shock, and they said, yes, over the generations, there have been one or two Indians who are and have been part of the Marai. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, it was very, very hard and challenging finding people and people who would be happy to talk about these experiences. People have been, in general, happy to share because they haven't had a chance to share this part of who they are. Some of them were absolutely delighted to share the photographs and to talk about who they are and what it means to them uh, to have a mixed identity. If you look back historically, um, people have always been sort of hung up on the idea of purity. Uh, so people don't want to intermarry, whether it's caste, whether it's class, whether it's nationality. And uh, therefore, a number of people who did intermarry, and the term used was miscegenation uh, by uh, ages ago, uh, were generally considered outcasts. With what's happening in New Zealand today, that there's much more acceptance of people with more than one identity. So I'm, you know, very pleased and privileged to be part of uh, a pathway, if you will, for people to share these stories. Unearthing and having his own family's history on his Gujarati side documented has sort of opened up Matt's world to all sorts of possibilities. Now, out of all my Gujarati cousins, I'm the one that's waving the banner saying, do you guys want to go back? I, want to, I really want to go back. Don't we have a family house there? No, Matt. This is all my 100% Gujarati cousins. No, Matt, we're in New Zealand now. We leave that stuff behind. You know, we live the New Zealand life. And I'm like, come on, cuz. Come on, Hito. Mitish. Man, we got to go back there. Um, Mokish. You know, I'm desperate to go back there and to connect the lands where our ancestors are from. So do you think you'll do it anytime soon? I've been trying. Mum's been trying to help me too and rally up my cousins because I can't really go back by myself. You need to go back with someone who's already been there, yeah. knows how to speak the language, yeah. you know, knows our whakapapa and knows our heritage in that land. You know, maybe in 1980s when I was born, it was, a, it was frowned upon. You know, mum and dad couldn't even walk down the road because they were scared of people seeing them together. You know, a Māori and a Gujarati. They, they would have to walk at a distance. Mum's family were quite... Um, like they held an inherent kind of anti-Māori rhetoric in their mind. That's Janine, Matt's sister. And because Dad talks about it now, how he was spoken down upon, like he would overhear Mum's sisters talking about him. And I think Mum has experienced the same when she's going to dad's spaces yeah, and she would hear people talking about her, um, you know, that. so they both really came together in a really difficult time. And actually this morning when we got dropped off, um, so our younger brother, his name's Mike, he was like, you know, when we were um, little and people used to call us a curry muncher and I was like, yeah bro. He's like, you know, actually that's mean. 
And he was like, if someone asked me, uh, if someone called me a curry muncher, I'd be like, yeah, bro, I am. I love curry. <laughs> Whereas back then it was like, it hurt. But now we're like, nah, yeah. Now in 2023, it's almost cool or trendy to be Māori Indian. And more and more people are coming out now that they have Indian heritage that are Māori. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Slowly they start, we started to have a courage. Mm. And I feel humbled. I feel honoured that Professor Edwina would even consider our family. You know, we spent a long time having these conversations, um, hours, you know, and writing things up. And I never ever thought in my whole lifetime that we would have a book that is honouring Māori and Indian connections. Never in my lifetime. A huge thanks to Professor Edwina Pio, Matt Renata, Janine and their mum, Hansa Renata. Aotearoa Bharat, Indian Māori, is the name of the manuscript that's available for free online. My name is Kadambri Ragukumar, and every week I produce an episode of Voices where I talk to people from all around the world who live here in New Zealand. If you like what you hear, follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. Today's episode was mixed by Flo Wilson and I'm Kadambri Ragukumar. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.